Can the Redskins win at home in prime time? Thanks for checking out the DMV Sports Roundtable. So, guys, the Skins went to L.A. and they put boot to butt, in my opinion anyway. <laughs> We've uh, had uh, about a week to celebrate the victory over the Rams, but it is also time to be realistic about the horrible things that can happen at FedEx sometimes, especially yeah. long after the uh, sun goes down. So, it's Jamal, very, your very, early thoughts. Yeah, it's very short-lived. Um the, the win was great. Would put the cherry on top of that for me was that everybody else in the division lost. So that, that helps. But it's short-lived because we've got the Raiders coming to town this week. We have to go to Kansas City next week, both primetime games. We know what this team has done in primetime before. Hopefully, meeting Green Bay last year in primetime, does that exercise all of our primetime demons? I don't know. I don't. There might not be enough because we have so many. So I hopefully they can get over that. I was thinking this game would be a definite blowout, and it could be. But um, as, as I look at it and I kind of break it down a little bit, I'm feeling a little bit better about it. There are spots that they, take, they can take advantage of. Uh, they're coming. The Raiders are coming cross country. Hopefully they're, they're smelling themselves. They're feeling themselves a little <laughs> bit. But when you break it down, they have looked dominant. But everybody looks dominant against the Jets. They look good against Tennessee. I don't know what Tennessee is because they came out and crushed Jacksonville, who looked great week one. Then they look like Jacksonville again. So I don't know really where teams are this time of the year. And it's week three. Kirk usually around this time starts to the rust starts to come off. So I'm hoping like last year after a rough two games. The offense can come together a little bit, especially in a passing game. Our uh, Skins beat reporter George Wallace has stepped in, too. But, Chris Chase, you got next, as they say. Well, I think there was some good news last night when watching the Rams and 49ers play because we really didn't know what to expect out of the Rams after their week one win over the Colts. And then the Redskins go and play the Rams win in a very tight game, a game that was far tighter than it should have been. So now you're asking yourself, okay, well, what are the Rams really? The Colts did not look good week two. So by extension, you figured that the Rams wouldn't have been very good. Last night, the Rams went on the road and they played a very weak San Francisco team, a team that's probably going to finish four and 12 or worse. But on Thursday night football, they went and they won a big game and they put up a lot of points. And I think that says something about the Redskins defense. Again, the Rams haven't exactly played juggernauts yet, but going into this Oakland game, it's a good sign for the Redskins that they were able to uh, slow this Rams offense down and that they were, I mean, should have done it a lot better than they did, if not for some turnovers, if not for some, uh, some, you know, tips and bad plays they really could have put a hurting on the rams uh but yeah i mean dimitri you said it it goes back to this prime time game thing and i truly believe it's in their heads sometimes you'll say well this team hasn't beat that team since 1987 <laughs> that doesn't matter because those guys weren't even born back in 1987 but this is a fact the redskins are 5 and 21 in prime mm. time since joe gibbs left Jeez. back after the 2007 season joe gibbs 2.0 Five and 21. Three of those wins came in that 2012, that crazy run at the end when RG3 led the team to, uh, you know, that that uh, record when they won the NFC East. So there was three wins there. So really, it's basically like 
two and twenty one. When you have Oakland coming to town, that's not a great sign. Oakland never really plays well on the East Coast. That used to be the thing. People used to say that the Raiders didn't travel well, but the Raiders never were on Sunday night football before, uh, back before this Derek Carr, uh, Amari Cooper revitalization. So uh, it's going to be a tough game for the Redskins, but. All things considered, they enter with a lot more hope than they had about 4 o'clock last Sunday when they were staring 0-2 in the face. George, you uh, have the advantage of talking to these guys every week. What's the attitude at the park? It's tough to, to think what last week can do, but the thing they, enc- they are encouraged about, yes, they were able to run the football, but everybody, I mean, I asked Trent Williams about watching film and you know how much fun it was to watch them impose their will on somebody running the football. He goes, yeah, it's great. He goes, but when we look at it, there were still so many more yards out there that we left on the field. Same thing with with uh, the defense and Josh Norman. about He talks about finishing plays. He goes, yes, but there's so many more plays we could have finished. So it was nice to get the win. It's a lot better than being 0-2, sure, but this team knows that they have to play that much better against a Raiders team that, look, scoring over 30 points a game, they're only giving up 18, only giving up just 110, I think it is, on the ground. So they know they're going to have to be balanced. If, this, if Cousins doesn't get in sync with his receivers – and if you know Jordan Reed has been limited, that's a good sign that he's been out there practicing and he was working with the wide receiver group because Jay said he wanted to keep him catching footballs but not have him blocked during practice because of the chest injury, so keep him fresh. So if that pain is manageable, he'll go. But if this offense doesn't get – if this passing attack doesn't get in sync, it's going to be a long day because they're not going to be able to run the football like they did last week. They have a guy named Khalil Mack, I think he is. He's pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, you have to put – I wouldn't put Reed on that side. Reed blocked a lot last week. But Morgan Moses is is not playing well. He's dealing with a, a ankle. In, yeah, but he's not on the injury list, though, surprisingly. I think he's been playing with that for a while, though. He has been, yeah. I think he's been playing through that. But it's been it's more noticeable now than it was last season. And I think it's just been lingering with him. But I'm not – if I'm, if I'm the Raiders – I'm lighting Mac up on Moses' side every single play. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to put him over there. He won't even see Trent. I'll put him on Morgan Moses' side. You can't have uh, Jordan Reed block because you don't want him taking that sort of pounding with the chest injury. I would put Davis over there or, or Niles Paul, run a lot of two tight end sets. But if he does play, and even if he doesn't, Davis is serviceable and so is, is Paul. Both these defenses have a problem where they do not cover tight ends well. Now, the the, uh, the Raiders got a gift last week because the Jets don't have a tight end to speak of. But Delaney Walker in week one put up pretty good numbers on him. So I think Jordan Reed, if he plays, is capable of doing the same thing. Now, the one thing that the Redskins do have in their favor now, teams now, after the first two games, you have to game plan for Chris Thompson. No one before the beginning of the season – was putting Chris Thompson's name on the whiteboard and circling it like, we got we to gotta stop this guy. Now you're giving the defense coordinator something else to think about. So they're going to have to compensate for Chris Thompson. Uh, if Kelly plays, he should. I still don't think people talking about give Chris Thompson more carries. That's not going to happen. It shouldn't. Yeah. Because Jay says he's a little, he's not built like, like that. I want to see Mac Brown if Kelly's not 100%. I want to see P. Ryan. Well, you're going to see P. Ryan, but I want to see Mac Brown as well. Well, I mean, you you should you know put him in because him Kelly and and, and Mac Brown are very similar backs. But looking at the game last week, P. Ryan is a sort of runner where the more he gets into a rhythm, the more you feed him, he gets stronger as the game goes on. 
and you can wear defense down like that. If I'm a linebacker or the safety, I don't want to be running into P. Ryan for four quarters. No. Nobody wants to do that no. because he's built for that. Chris Thompson's not built for that. And people forget that Chris Thompson also had an injury history. You know, people, everybody is loving him now. But a couple years ago, they were at their wits' end with him like they were with Doxon, albeit Doxon is a number one pick. Right. So he's going to get that. People were at their wits' end with Thompson, but Jay Gruden stuck with him and stuck with him. Now he's finally getting, he's healthy, making it through four seasons. You don't want to put even more, if you're giving him more touches, let it be in the passing game. But in terms of running the ball between the tackles, keep those where they are. Because you know, you don't, he's not built to take a pounding like the other running backs that we have are. Let me throw out a question. If the Skins lose Sunday night against the Raiders, is it because of Redskins injuries? Is it because the Raiders are just too good? They're pretty much guaranteed to go to the playoffs? It's a combination of, of I everything. Yeah, I mean, this, this offense is something they haven't seen in a while. And Jay said, I mean, Carr gets the ball out in under two seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick offense. And Josh Norman was saying it's very tough to – to, you can game plan for it all you want, but you, you know, but it's the, his quick release and the quick offense. It's a timing thing that they've gotten pretty good at. For me, it's the Redskins' offense. I mean, Car, they're going to score their points, but if the Redskins go three and out, three and out, and this defense is on the it's field all night, ugly. it could get ugly. If you look at the Raiders last year, it's hard to tell from the league ranks this year. Hard to tell what they've done against yeah. two. I mean, two of the. Uh, you know, the, uh, Tennessee is going to be a pretty good team. That's yeah. what they beat week one. Oakland did 26-16. Then they crushed the Jets last week, which is, uh, you know, really Everybody, not saying yeah. much at all. No. Uh, so, but if you look at looking at the ranks last year, they uh, Raiders were not very good against the run. And that's going to be the key, as George just said. Can the Redskins stay in the game early so they can establish that run? Jay Gruden, and I mean, this was more McVay last year back when he was calling plays. Now that Jay Gruden's calling plays, we'll see if he does. They were far too uh, quick to give up the run last year. Yep. Whenever they yep. would go down in a game, they would just start throwing and throwing and throwing, which is how Cousins set records for uh, you know most attempts. Even though we're you know it's a passing league now, but he was throwing the ball all the time. So yeah. If Oakland comes down, gets a quick score, will they say, okay, we're just going to try to play pitch and catch, which last year, if you had a healthy Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, that might have worked a little better. This year, when you haven't had the guys clicking, uh, that might not be as advisable. So it's going to be key to you know stay in the game early and get something established. But you're right. These Raiders are a good football team. They play in a, a good division. I mean, the Broncos uh, just rolled over the Cowboys last week. Yeah, the Chiefs. And, and, uh, and, yeah, and the Chiefs are uh, – you know, Redskins will see the Chiefs next, next week. week. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of these things where the AFC West, the Skins sort of in the NFC East, they drew the short straw playing the AFC West oh, yeah. this year. The Raiders are an interesting team. Last year they went 12-4. and four. Carr got hurt at the end of the year, but this was a team that played 11 one-score games last year. Yeah. They won nine of them. They were nine and two in one-score games. That sort of thing does not, you know, usually you'll come back to the pack in that. Uh, that's an anomaly. Some teams, you know, I think the Chargers were something like two and seven uh, last year. So you usually come back to the norm, uh, but we'll see what happens with the Raiders. They haven't played any tough games this year, and we'll see whether Carr and Cooper and uh, these guys on the offense and whether Marshawn Lynch can finally get going. He has not been great his first two games. Uh, he did decently against the Jets, but you would think a Redskins defense uh, might be where he could get healthy. That's true. I think on the flip side, Terrell Pryor 
this is an, a defense. The Raiders defense is a defense where he might be able to find his footing and get some rapport with Kirk Cousins, especially if Jameson Crowder can have another good game and free prior up. To well, I, down think, the field. I think him and Doxon, because when you look at the secondary, we've seen Emerson before. Yes, he's gotten better, but he's still beatable. Gary and Connolly is a rookie on that side. And you might be able to take advantage of some mistakes. He's albeit a very talented rookie and a high draft pick, but he, you can be able to take a, take advantage of, of some of his uh, rookie miscues. The other thing on 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 the, with their offense is people don't realize or don't give enough credit that outside of Dallas, to me, in my personal opinion, the Raiders have the best offensive line in football. So the key to me is going to be what we do up front on uh, on the defensive side of the ball. When it comes to the run game, uh, Zach Brown has been spectacular. He has to have a monster game because he's going to have to be the one to neutralize Marshawn Lynch. But the other wrinkles they've thrown in, we've got Chris Thompson. They've discovered Jalen Rashard. Now, he's had, you know, two big games. They've got Cordero Patterson. They're lining him, him up in the backfield. He's returning kicks. He had a touchdown, you know, lined up as a running back. Then you've got Jared Cook. Now, both teams, both defenses have a problem with guarding tight ends. But I think Jared Cook, who is as talented as, as, as maybe any tight end in the league, who just never, wherever he's been, Green Bay, uh, the Rams, wherever he's been, he just can't seem to put it together. But if he wakes up and, you know, and it is, this could very well be the game, he could be an X factor and have a big game, but so could Vernon Davis and so could, could Jordan Reed. So it's kind of it, – I see it being a shootout because, I mean, it could get away early, but if you establish the run, Jay's got to be committed to continuing, just like you said, continuing to run the ball. We could have been in the Philly game if he ran the ball more than three times in the second half. In a one-score game, you're not down two to three scores. No need to throw the ball that many times and only run the ball three times when you're only down one score, get you back in the game or get you to lead at one point. Cause it was 1917, I believe at one point. So it comes down to Jay's play calling. Is he going to stay committed to the run like he did last week? That'll open things up. But I think Kirk will kind of, this is when he, the rest comes off of him and he starts to get back into his rhythm. It's almost like he treats the first two games almost like preseason games. Because he doesn't yeah. get that get that much run in the preseason usually, which I think would be another knock against him if you're talking long term contracts. But it the, is. the guy's not ready to play on. Well, you, yeah, in you week can't. One. You, you can't pay a guy, you know, Matthew Stafford, Andrew Luck, David Carr money, and he's probably if he does sign, he's going to probably leapfrog Stafford for being the highest paid quarterback in the league. And if I'm paying you that much money, you got to show up day one, week one, yeah. game one. I'm not paying you that much money. And you're not going to, you know, show up until week three or four. No, you, you can't do that. You guys don't have to give me a score, but is anybody expecting the Redskins to win Sunday night? They have a shot. It's, right now, to me, it's, it's I don't want to say 50-50, maybe 60-40. But I have to lean towards the Raiders just because of what they have on, 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 on offense. That offensive line that they had, the weapons that their car has around them. I think he's only been hurried like three times or something crazy like that. Like, he's almost Tom brady this year in the fact that nobody really gets to him. He's, he's back there. He's got plenty of time. He gets the ball out quick regardless, and he's not under any sort of duress. We have to try to get back there and make him uncomfortable. On the flip side, we've got a banged-up right tackle. 
going up against the defensive player of the year last year. And we've got to get Morgan some help on this. Otherwise, you know, Kirk's going to be running for his life. The Redskins play the Raiders and the Chiefs these next two weeks. If you went to the if George went to the locker room at Redskins Park and said to Jay Gruden, hey, you can get out two and two and go into the bye week two and two. I think they'd take it. I think the Redskins will get to the bye week two and two. The Raiders and Chiefs have played pretty much perfect football, uh, respectively, through uh, the first two weeks of this year. We'll see what the Chiefs do this week in their game uh, before the Redskins go to Arrowhead next week. But I I just have a feeling one of these teams is going to come out flat, and it very well could be the Raiders uh, coming in uh, to the East Coast and playing this Sunday night. And look, I mean, for as much as we like to talk about the Redskins' primetime woes, it's, uh, it's something that will be snapped at some point. It can't keep going. And maybe this is the weekend where it, it well, doesn't. It last and year, look, didn't yeah, it? I mean, they played well against the Packers last year yeah. that Sunday night. The Redskins have never won at Arrowhead. So, I'm, I mean, that whole thing that's is a, tough place that's to play. a very tough place to play on Monday night. I give them a better shot. I feel a lot better about them going into this week mm-hmm. than I did last week because of a number of things and what Chris was saying, too, about what the, the, the way the Rams looked last night, too, and the deep Redskins' defense. Uh, but if Cousins, if they don't get in sync, if they go three and out a bunch of times and that defense is on the field trying to chase down Derek Carr, it's going to be a long night. But I think that the, I, I, I like the Redskins' chances this week just because I think they are playing a little more confident after the win last week. Uh, and they know that they can do things on offense. And look, the defense is playing with confidence, too. I mean, these guys, you know, it, it's been DJ Swearinger's new thing now where he's he's got these guys totally fired up. It's the new voice mm-hmm. on defense, which I like. I mean, Mason Foster popped the shoulder back in, had an interception. Yeah. They're really on this whole next man up thing, and I get it. It's a cliche, but the way this defense feels and the confidence they're playing with, they're taking their cues from Greg Minuski, Jim Tomsula, and DJ Swearinger, and I think they're going to go in against the Raiders and have confidence because as mu- as bad as this Redskins primetime record is, too, let's be honest, the Raiders, they haven't been in the stage much either, right? No, no it's fairly fairly no, new it's game very for them. New, uh, like uh, Chris said earlier with the, you know, Carr and, and, and Cooper and, and, and Crabtree and, and all these guys coming in, you know, they're just now getting that experience. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe they come in feeling themselves a little bit maybe they overlook the Redskins um I wouldn't do that but it, it's it's possible I'm not sure what their mindset is over there but it's very possible they can come over here and do the travel be a little flat or do the attitude come out a little flat and like you were saying with uh people being fired up it's a lot of depth these young guys that they drafted it's a lot of talent there mm-hmm. Monte Nicholson you know stepped up you got Everett. You know, you have a lot of people that if people to put it like this, I'm confident that if certain people do not play due to some of these lingering injuries, I'm not freaked out about who yeah. will step up behind them. Yeah. If Kelly can't go, I'm fine with P. Ryan. If Reed can't go, I'm good with Jeremy, Paul. And you're going to get Jeremy Sprinkle, Yeah, you get too. Jerry Sprinkle. Yeah. And I'm good with Paul and, and, and Davis. You know, if certain people don't go, if, if Mason Foster can't go, I'm fine with Spader Compton. Mm-hmm. Compton knows what he's doing. He's competent. No pun intended. I, you know, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but, you know, between those two, you have experience and, and you have good snaps. So if anybody doesn't play, I'm confident that the next man up mm-hmm. can do the job. You know, I'm not freaking uh, out. You know, yeah. certain people that you uh, lose, yeah. you go nuts. Right. And if Morgan yeah, Moses I, has I, a problem, you got Ty and Seki. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just saying that you know, I, I fully agree. I think that uh, – 
But I, there's one guy I think is really key that you can't lose, and that's Sua Cravens. He really needs to be out there on oh Sunday night. <laughs> well, listen, if you, like, want his, uh, if you want his jersey. He's giving away jerseys. He's giving away jerseys. <laughs> and what, what I'm not going to give a pub. I, whatever. I'm not I happened go. to uh, look up on the TV screen here in the newsroom late last night, and it was Jimmy Fallon, and uh, they showed a picture of Morgan Moses. And then uh, Fallon came on and said, "It's upside down." Quest, Quest love. love. I know he was giving a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of love to the skins last night. I yeah, saw the that. whole Cravens thing, man. It's I don't. It, it's unfortunate. Yeah, you know. And I get gee, I get your perspective on this because I always come to you with with trade uh, scenarios. Monte Nicholson banged up a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some depth back there. The Saints have been openly shopping Kenny Vaccaro with Super Cravens gone. I guess all gone. Period. You know, giving away jerseys. I don't think you're gonna come back. Do you pull the trigger on that for a mid to late round pick? Why not? I mean, I think. In and this I don't league, think it would cost that much. No, I don't think so either. And let's 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 talk about you know trying to build some depth here. Yeah, I could certainly do that. And that's uh, he's a starter. He's a starter, and I like that he uh, is somebody who's willing to go over the middle and, and yeah. make the plays. Because all I was hearing about this morning on uh, Good Morning Football and NFL Network is how bad the Redskins are against the tight end. And I know they are, yeah. but I think somebody like Vaccaro could help out there. And you know these guys. And the league getting only bigger and faster that are going over the middle. I, I certainly like the idea because that's where they're hurting with without Cravens. I think he was willing yeah. to you know play over this middle a little yeah. bit and stop the tight ends. And albeit Cravens, we don't know what he would have done sure. if he had played because that's a brand new position for him. Yeah, yeah he was you know we're, we're going off of you know potential and what we've seen because he played a totally different that cash linebacker dime whatever you want to call it. He played that hybrid linebacker safety last year. This was the first year was going into the first year playing exclusively, you know, at the safe position. So I don't know exactly what he would have done if he would have been great or if he would have, sure. you know, flopped. But, you know, like George said, it's next man up. But it, to add some depth would be nice because you have a lot of young guys, Monte Nicholson and uh, I guess Harvey Clemens can play a little safety, I suppose. You know, he's one of those hybrid guys also. But you have an Everett. Didn't he get a little banged up last week? A little bit, week? but he's all right. And he's not the biggest guy in the world. He said, Jay, said Jay was specifically asked this week if they need to go get somebody. He says, no, we're fine. Well, Jay, he's always going to say that. Well, I, don't, I don't think, has he ever come out and said, yeah, oh, we, we definitely need to <laughs> grab somebody? I haven't He's thrown his players under the bus all the time. What, yeah. But in terms of well, making you know, moves. Oh, in addition? In oh. addition. Yeah. Maybe well, not. yeah, he throws. That's that's just what he does. I don't know. He thinks he's Phil Jackson, and he can't do that. Phil can do that. And <laughs> Jay's then, playing. Jay's Jay's Jay is a guy, and I've learned this. Jay's like, you know, look. He, he initially got a five year deal, which nobody gets. Now he's got a two year extension. Mm. This place is a was a mess. Jay's just gonna say what he wants to say. That should be respected. For the I, most part. I I don't have a problem with it. If you if you go out and you call a good game. And you win games, say whatever the hell you want. That's fine, but you have to win. I think Jay also knows he's got some. You know, he's he's Jay. on a short rope. I hope he realizes he's on a short lease. I don't extension well, George, or not. George and I, George I don't extension or not. Off air a lot, yeah, right, I, George? George, you have told you have said uh, to me off air that he does not have a short rope. Right? I don't think, I think he, does. he does. I think. Listen. The Gruden family and the Allen family, they, they're, they're, they're together. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just saying. So, so were the McLuhans. I'm just saying. Didn't, didn't Bruce have a relationship with the McLuhan Bruce, family as well? Bruce, you see what he did to his son? Bruce has, Dan, Bruce has Dan's ear. I'm telling you. He just gave him two years extra money. That's, that's if they two, go, 
There's no. He's not. If they go six and ten. Seven, is there, is there, five wins is what I say gets him fired. Is there any way they get out, they can get out of that? What does the contract look like? Is I there don't an out? Know. I'm sure that no, there's no out. I mean, it's, it's, no it's get, that stuff's guaranteed. But, okay, but the Redskins, Dan has no problem paying people that no longer work here. I understand. Ask that. Mike Shanahan. Then where do you go? Where do you go with that? I don't know where you go. You got to win. I mean, you you cross that bridge when you get there, I suppose. The only important piece of analysis is George Wallace had said from the get-go two and a half years ago that Kirk Cousins would not be here long term. <laughs> everyone thought everyone thought he was crazy. George, it was so right. So if he, if George says that Jay Gruden does not have a short rope and uh, is is given some time because of this nope. Cousins thing, and will get a chance to coach his whoever the next guy up is, then you know what? I'm, I'm know. putting George, my money George on a, George. He's a, he's a Jay guy now. George is a. I've he's, always been he's a Jay he's guy. A, no, no. I mean, y'all, y'all buddies now. You and and, and Bruce. Bruce we're, not, wants to, we're not drinking buddies. He'll, he'll call you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bruce will call you out there and say, "Hey, look, you know, I want you to cover this press conference." You're you're an Allen right. guy now. I did. Yeah, I. You know, you listen. are a Bruce Allen. Well, guy. Bruce Allen loves WTOP, so you know. <laughs> oh, and, and that's great. He need to come on here and talk no, to I'm us. I'm just one saying. Time. I, I don't. I mean, especially with there's so much that going on. Cuz is going to leave. You have tons of guys on one year deals. Yeah. So you just have to make that decision if you're completely. Yeah, I mean, the, starting it, over. You right. you realize if they do that. And I mean, we're two games into the season, and we're but yeah, we're, but we're I'm just saying, button. if they were to think about that, if they do that, so eight eight or nine guys on, on one year deals, whatever it is, and then you blow out the entire coaching staff next year, mm-hmm. and you have a new quarterback, you're talking about starting completely over. And the city, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying. Listen, everything's in play when it comes to this organization. I've always said that too. Anything's in play. Yeah. If somebody, if Bill Cowher calls Dan, says I want to coach Dan, you know, but, oh, he he's well, going to pack Jay's stuff himself. Yeah. And, and, He'll get uh, rid of Jay for his brother. And a losing yeah. season always puts everybody's job in jeopardy. Right. I mean, I, I guess but that's it, the most obvious statement in the world. Yeah, it, it is. And we, we're two games in. And, and you keep know. in mind, though, they let Deshaun and Pierre get walk. Yeah. But that's, Without any Pierre resi- was, stu- I mean, Pierre no was stupid to let him walk, right? but I mean, I'm glad Deshaun was no With no resistance, you're right. Well, they weren't, they, they weren't trying to pay him. I'm just saying. So you can't expect all of a sudden the offense to just click no. because you have Rob Kelly, who's, who's still unproven. Yeah. And holds okay. You got Jordan Reed, fine. But when was the last time Jordan well, Reed played sixteen he, he games? Said, I'll hold him accountable. You can't you can't hold him accountable for players. I'll give you that. Yeah. But when it comes down to he's now the head play caller, he yes. cannot blame anybody and else. You're right, but himself. So if it comes down to his play calling, players they do have to execute. Uh-huh. I understand that. But it, when it comes down to calling plays, if he's unsuccessful with that. That is on his shoulders I agree. alone, 100% on him. I agree. Now, that's the only thing that I can lay on him because he put himself in that position. And the only thing I will say in defense of the fade, which is going to get called oh, again. Listen, yeah, it is. Listen, that was a terrible throw no, last week by Cousins. No, stop, you know no, what? no, I, no I, defense I, of the fade. No, no, no. I, I'm with him. <laughs> Come on, that was a bad throw. I won't hear it. I'm hanging let me, up. Let me that was a doing. bad throw. Because... In order for <laughs> the fade to work, your quarterback has to be able to throw that ball. I haven't seen Kirk throw a good fade ball. That's true too. Is it? Is it? Is it it's not the. Is it a wide receiver or the fact that your quarterback just can't throw fades? So uh, I, most quarterbacks can't throw fades. Correct. I mean, it's right. a hard pass. Like there are very few. Uh, Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl was really good at throwing a fade. Yeah. Eli Manning, back before he uh, just imploded, could throw a fade. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady can't throw that good a fade. I mean, no. when Randy Moss was there, yeah, I yeah, mean, sure. I could throw a yeah, fade. And, and Gross, I mean, but Brady's not good. But Bel- I mean, Belichick and McDaniel's—they're not stupid enough to call, to call it. it. <laughs> exactly. You know, that, and that's that's the you know what's going to happen if this thing, if this thing ever actually works. This play, 
place is going to go nuts. Smoke, especially if it's to Doxon. Correct. I'll lose my mind if they throw a fade to Doxon. And Jay and will open up his post-game presser with, you like, how you like yeah. that? So, um, if I can summarize here, Georgie, you kind of are leaning toward a Skins victory. I'm you didn't give a score. Skins victory, uh, yeah. Chris Chase, same thing. Jamal maybe toward the Raiders. I'm leaning, I'm going with the Raiders. I can't, you know. And Chris Chion, you'll finish up our, our pod. Not a score, just who are you leaning toward for a victory? Uh, I think the Raiders roll. Um, I think oh, that gee. the uh, Redskins can't be able to defend anything, whether it comes to the run or the. But I do think the Redskins are going to put up points because David Amerson's not any good, and Will Terrell Conley. Pryor does break up. He's giving up two TDs. Con- Conley's a rookie. Conley is a rookie, yeah. But I think whoever's matched up on Amerson, which I believe will be Pryor, it should be. I think Pryor does break out this game, but I just think the Raiders' offense too good. Derek Carr is going to be able to chuck the ball, I think, kind of wherever he wants, and he's nice. He is a quick I release. I like. That guys who have quick releases they have a solid offensive line that can protect him uh and, and who's stopping marshawn lynch here i i don't feel Zach you're, you're, i was waiting for zach it brown. that's your boy he, if, there, if there is anybody that can it would be him yes. but is zach brown enough i, I don't and they know they need to resign him like right now i don't know what's i don't <laughs> I know, know right why now. i'm that's different another one last year, year yeah, last year i picked right the redskins every year now i never picked them yeah. i don't know what's yeah. happening amerson used to be one of ours yes he did. yes. didn't do a lot for us either uh is that is that too you know too heavy-handed of me what the grass is greener sometimes and you just do need a change of scenery yeah. it happens thank you guys the dmv sports roundtable on itunes the podcast one app podcast one.com wtop.com search podcast i'm dimitri sodas with chris Chion, chris chase george wallace jamal bowens and you can follow us on twitter at dmv sports round one we'll catch you next week